0: Welcome to YPN's Breakfast Podcast. Please enjoy while Lee Marcus and Frank Montro, moderated by Rachel Shide, talk prospecting. We are very excited, first to have our former YPN alum, Rachel Shide doing the moderating today. I want to give her the intro that she deserves. As the assistant manager at Baird & Warner's North Center office, Rachel is able to combine her passion for real estate with her commitment to training and educating others. She's excited to serve her fellow realtors as a trainer trainer and mentor while having the freedom to serve her clients with all their buying, selling, and investing needs. Everyone, please join me in welcoming my friend, Rachel. Good morning, everybody. How are you feeling so far? Good? Excited? All right. It is my great pleasure to join you as the prospecting moderator for today's breakfast. So I'm going to go right into introducing our fantastic panelists. Early in his career with IBM, Lee Marcus was promoted to managing people because he was great at teaching others how to treat clients in a personal way. For over a decade, Lee has brought that same dynamic to every client he helps to buy or sell a home. Clients say they feel comfortable and confident trusting their home and family's future with Lee and his team. Please join me in welcoming Lee up to the stand. Frank Matro has over 30 years of experience helping Chicago homebuyers purchase tastefully remodeled homes at affordable prices. He prides himself in helping families and individuals live affordably without having to sacrifice quality. In doing so, he helps develop neighborhoods and increase the overall quality of life for Chicagoans. Please join me in welcoming Frank. All right, we're just gonna go straight on into the questions. You guys have a microphone here to share. To get us started, I'm gonna ask both of you, what are your current prospecting and pipeline strategies?
1: Okay, you want me to start? Go
2: for
1: it. Okay, so uh, I usually have about 100 signs in the ground, so I get a lot of calls every day off those signs. Um, We uh, take a a lot of buyers call in and they're not ready, potential buyers, so uh, I've got a great credit repair guy that I funnel them to, and uh, we we have a lot of success with taking um, a- anybody that comes in from our from our different areas of prospecting and, and funneling into there. Uh, I always have around 70 to 75 people in credit repair. Um, open houses, uh, we we love open houses. We're very successful with open houses, and I can get into that later. Um, the uh, website, um, I've got my own website and. Uh, I pretty much try to drive everything to the website and um, so we get a lot, you know, the leads that are on the website are are stronger, Uh, the percentages are higher because those are people that have been lurking on the site for a while and then, you know, I may get get a a text saying, hey, I've uh, been uh, looking on your site for three years and I'm ready to go. So uh, here's my phone number. Um, Social media of course is, uh, you know, significant. Um, so we run a lot of Facebook ads. Um, I spend a lot of time on Facebook, and uh, as some of you other soldiers out there on Facebook uh, know, I'm I'm into the uh, positive world. So um, I like posting a lot of the affirmations and focusing on that, and so consequently, um, I, I do have a cult following of people that. Um, uh, they read that every day. In fact, I've got you know I had a guy the other day tell me, hey man, I was late for my meeting and I didn't have anything to talk to my group about, so I opened up your uh, Facebook page and just looked for the near- the the first affirmation and then built my whole speech on it. So. But you know the cool thing is that um, it, it, it's a way of, of touching people indirectly. So it, it's not like hey I've got a, it's it's not a systemized program like with the emails and. Uh, Some kind of campaign drip. This is just something that I do because I love to do it and people you know people get it and and Everybody's starving for good positive speak. You know we we all know how difficult this world is and how tough it is Excuse me every day Um, Anything we can use as a competitive advantage in our mind to make ourselves better is is the right thing to do um, you know, we I I do have an email uh, database that I built over the years. So I've had agents that you know because I do deal with a lot of investors and a lot of flips. I have agents that um, say, "Hey, can you send me a list on a regular basis?" So I've got about a I think a list of about 750. I call it my uh, my. Um, not mls mls list so it's just because a lot of people say hey we just wanted one of your listings Uh, my client wants so you know i i use that as well Um, i've got a database now kids um, i've been around for uh, 36 years so i've amassed a pretty huge database and it's i I think i'm up around 13,000 people in my database so I'm constantly marketing for that as well. Um, my agents, sorry about that. I thought it was off. Uh, my um, my uh, always
0: working, <laughs> right?
1: Uh, my agents um, uh, do a lot of cold calling, and uh, you know the the one I want to plug in right here. Um, if uh, anybody out there right now <laughs> is finished eating and you're not interested in working hard, uh, you are officially dismissed from this meeting because there's nothing that we we can say that's going to help you. Because if you're not willing to be all in every day, and so what what I believe is I believe that I didn't put myself together. I believe that I was designed for a purpose, and I believe everybody in this room is designed for purpose. I believe that everybody in this room is great, in that you cheer, we make our choices every day whether we want to be great or whether it's not automatic. You know, it's not like we press a button and then we we have to we have to get after it. You know, like what Abe, uh, my buddy Abe was saying. You know, just we, you know, Lee and I get up and we get into it, man. And it's it's you know everybody thinks oh my gosh hard work you got to be an idiot or that's stupid or it's you know um, I you know I'm smarter than that I will just work smart. Now well you know what uh, boys and girls Lee and I work hard and we work smart so um, i feel like it's my responsibility to do that it's my responsibility back to my god to my family to show up every day and to give it a hundred percent because i can um, i i tend you know um i attend a lot of meetup groups so i can get into this in a little bit if you want me to um but that is like the easiest game you know if, if you're looking for uh people that want to buy or invest, start, uh, you can uh, go online. Google meetups, be, Chicago land meetups. And I mean, goodness, I mean, I, there's so many great investor groups out there. Or let's say you're a golfer, a tennis player. Find a group that you, you're you in and then start hanging out with them. And you're gonna get, you're, that if you're, look, I came from, I left Houston, Texas. I, 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 I'll get it back into the draw in a minute. I left Houston, Texas and came up here, I I knew one person, my roommate, who's now my my business partner, and um, I did one thing for my first year in real estate. I cold called. From I was given the white pages. This is back when you know, y'all—I don't think y'all were born back then. So we, uh, there was a white pages book. I dialed from nine o'clock in the morning till nine o'clock at night, six days a week. I grinded, and I learned to make no my friend. And so, um, on? On please, please, bro. Uh, so, as
2: my energetic friend was saying about, it. <laughs> oh, um, as, so as a newbie here, i I've, I've only been in business twelve years now. Prospecting. Uh, He's a baby. <laughs> I mean, it's all prospecting is really a mindset, right? Getting straight on mm. why you prospect, like what we're doing. So, this business is not about um, finding, cl- uh, about selling houses, it's about finding clients. Like, selling houses, if somebody wants to buy a home, someone wants to sell a home, just get in the middle of that, right? But mm. finding clients, I don't know if are people realizing that's kind of the hard part now, like yeah. getting business. So, mm. um, and uh, what they don't tell you also, I think what Frank was alluding to, the failure rate for agents is 87% within like 18 months. How many, how many people have been in this business more than 18 months? So you made it, that's awesome. Like mo- most people don't make it that far. So starting with that in mind, that if you just do the conventional wisdom of what it takes to be an agent, that, that's failure. So starting with that mindset, um, really de- determining how this, how successful you want to be, how many homes you want to sell, and then like Abe was saying, going backwards from there. So if uh, our goal this year is to sell 120 million dollars in real estate, which is about 200 homes, so I have to personally prospect about four and a half to six hours a day to meet those goals. If you want to sell 20 homes, you don't you know maybe you can do an hour. So just starting with what your goals are, that's my prospecting strategy. Is starting from there. What do you want to achieve? And figuring out what you need to do from there.
0: Thank you so much, Lee. And you can go ahead and hold on to the mic. As a team leader, how do you train your team to prospect?
2: Oh wow, that's a great question.
0: <laughs> and how do you keep them accountable to their prospecting mm. tasks?
2: Yeah, that's that's really hard.
0: <laughs> Wait, are these your team members over here? Yes. Yeah, okay. right here. They're why
2: we're here. So. Um, Look, I think it's really hard for people to hold themselves accountable. Mm-hmm. I mean, how many people say they want to get up at a certain time, they want to do this, this, and this, and how hard is it to do it? But i found it's easier to some for somebody else to hold you accountable to that. So that's my job, that's what people look at me for. So um, I look at, like, that's my responsibility. Uh, but I just want to say that's, that's the hardest thing is, you said holding the team accountable to prospecting, mm-hmm. is that...? <laughs> Yeah, I haven't figured that out yet. <laughs> yeah, that's, 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 more, that's more Frank, because really I'm the main prospector for our team, so okay. it's, i just holding myself accountable to that. Frank can talk about the team.
1: Alrighty. Um, so I hired a productivity coach, and uh, have you, anybody seen the, any of the Medea movies? Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, that's what I look for. I look for a Medea and I got one. So, um, in fact, yesterday yesterday's meeting... Uh, you know we start off with gratitude and one of the agents says I'm grateful for Jamie because she always busts my chops and always keeps me in line so we um, basically what, what how my system works is we have a, a, a productivity coach who meets with the agents w- once a week and then um, they have to turn in their numbers daily and um, they're held accountable, accountable daily and we also have, we're also on group me. So we, we're also sharing our group. I mean, we know if somebody is is epically failing, or somebody's not doing their job, or somebody's doing their job, and the results show. show you know, like, like Lee said, and, and um, a couple other guys said here. You know, this is a this is a business of action. You know, there. You know, so many people have come on my team and said, you know. I, hey, I just want to get some kind of technology, something I can plug and play. I don't have to do any work. And, you know, it doesn't work that way. This is not a technology business. This is still a relationship business. Technology does help. You know, these these um, uh, I buyers are coming into town now, and, you know, we had the run with all the uh, Blackstones and all that stuff, and they, they found out how, you know, how easy it was to do the technology buys and, and uh, get their... Uh, their butts uh, handed to them on a silver platter. So, um, yeah, I mean, I hold my people accountable daily. And then uh, the 15th of, of every month, um, I meet with my productivity coach once a week. The 15th of the month, middle of the month, um, if somebody's not hitting their numbers, then we have like an emergency meeting with them and then we, we, we make a plan to get them back, so they may have to double certain activities, or they may they may be cheating and cutting quarters and not doing buyer consultations or what have what we have for our, in our systems. So yeah, I, I would recommend, uh, especially if you have a team, um, to either get a productivity coach or make yourself a productivity coach, and make your, your make your people accountable daily. And if you're not on the team, join a team, or else uh, individually uh, get get a coach. You know, get a coach and make make sure that they're making you accountable with your numbers. Even if you meet with them once a week, I've got my own uh, coach as well too, and he you know he's a, he busts my chops. That's what I need. You know, that's like my wife's the same way. She keeps me in line. I need the same thing. Uh, I know I'm going off of personal end, so I'll, I'll stop. Okay. Thanks for rescuing yeah, me. Yeah, no
2: problem. No problem. So um, I think one thing that might be helpful is now that you mentioned that. So my first year in the business, I did I think four million dollars in real estate, something like that. And then I, I started calling, I went through my cell phone and I wrote down everybody in my cell phone. I called everybody in my cell phone, so at that time it was like 500 people, and I asked them two questions. Whoever takes notes, you can write this down. Two questions I asked them. Number one, uh, hey, it's Lee Marcus with App Properties. Uh Do you have a moment for a business call? That was my question. Do you have a moment for a business call? Gets people's attention right away, yeah, okay. And then I asked them, number two, if you were buying or selling a home, or you know somebody who was, do you have somebody you refer them to? Right? And a lot of people said no. And I said, great, can I be your guy? Okay. So the next year, they did 4 million out there. Next year I did 18 million in sales. Kind of hovered around there, and I just kept doing that. And then we did 30 million, 50 million, 60 million, mm. 70. Just building the database. It's a relationship business, like Frank said, like there is no there's no easy answer. Like, but that's not really that hard work. To we get to talk to people every day. Yeah. So it's fun. I mean it's a lot of fun to, to do that. So we talk about the grind and but it's not really a grind. Like it's this is a lot of fun. Like some people out have to build homes, like actually physically build homes and and work on the streets and like we get to like call people. <laughs> it's the best job ever yeah.
0: <laughs> some of us prefer texting but yeah. fine um... <laughs> we, talk about, could we,
2: could we talk about that for a second damn is we can. millennials is that quick cut touch on that yes, for a moment? Okay. <laughs> how many people like to text uh with their clients so current clients and doing a deal i get that but like as a way of building business how many people like to text clients how many people like to call clients awesome yes <laughs> so because i think a lot of people are afraid of rejection and afraid of what people will think, or am, I, or am I interrupting somebody, or whatever. And I've just found that just call them. And so we try. I try and touch everybody. So I have 1,600 people in my database, about 2,700 people. But I talk to about 1,600 people in my database. I try to talk to every single one of them four times a year. So that's 1,600 per, per quarter. So it works out to about 32 people a day to talk to. to, talk about Mm. whatever, interest rates, what's going on in the market, and ask for referrals. So. thank
0: you I really like what you said about when you first call you ask the question do they have time for your call every time I've ever used that everyone always has time and they don't hang up on you which is pretty nice I like you said with yeah. the rejection um, this kind of moves us into our next question besides phoning for those of us who have phone phobia what are some low or no cost prospecting strategies that you guys have tried or recommend for a broker with a smaller budget
1: so um door knocking I've got a um, agent on a team that's loves door knocking, and her actually her her conversion rate on door knocking is about five percent and so uh, which is a little bit higher than the national average of uh, of uh, cold calling and she loves the contact she loves and you know she it, and the 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 information you get because it's harder for somebody to say no. Uh, in your face than it is over the phone. The information that she's able to extract on door knocking is is amazing. So I love uh, I love the door knocking part Um, the um, we the first time home buyer seminars uh, it's another great uh, great avenue and if you're gonna have a big spread or whatever there's plenty of uh, vendors or uh, partners I should say that would be willing to uh, foot the bill although I you know having a big spread you know, to me, you know, you can have something out there, but it's it's not as important. And what's important is is to be consistent in this business. So you want to, you know, uh, you take ideas here, guys. You know, and and you run one open. House. We're phenomenal open houses because we door knock uh, the blocks. Sometimes we door knock up to four blocks and we pass flyers out. So the our goal when we're working the streets. Is, is to get business, to get future business. A no, it, uh, what I tell my agents in every meeting, is, a no is just the future, yes. You know, you don't get all excited and down and depressed, you know, a no is the future, yes. All right, I'll call you back in six months, you know, when I, you know, whatever, maybe you change your mind then. So, um, the, um, yeah, open houses are great. Look, there's, we can sit here and talk all we want to, I said, but, it, it, I, <laughs> It's frustrating because I, you know, I, I talking to a lot of different groups and stuff, and then to see no, you know, nobody, people walk away; they don't change. I mean, what, what you need to do today is is stop and make a commitment. What you're lacking in your life is a sense of urgency and focus. Is what you're lacking. If you don't, if if I told everybody. That this building is about ready to collapse. I don't think it, you're going to be. Let, let me check my uh, uh, my text before you, you. Everybody would dash out. That's the. That's a healthy fear. You need to start creating a healthier fear in your life, and that's what's going to change you. You can listen to all these ideas and come to all these meanings and stuff, but unless you are changing internally, you. This is all going to would be a nice little session for you. And you're gonna have a, uh, a free breakfast. It Was the food free? I don't know. Yes. Okay, the food was free. You got a free breakfast. To our
0: sponsors. Congratulations. Oh,
1: that's right, thanks guys. Thank you everybody, appreciate you, love. So, um, yeah, I mean, it, this is between you and you. We could tell you, uh, our, our, whatever we do, it's, it's gonna fall on deaf ears unless you're willing to change and amp up your game and take it to the next level. So come on guys, get with it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> oh, I,
1: guess, thank I you. gave him a mic, oh, so a mic? you. Have a and that a
2: And that thing that stops people from taking action, stops everybody, like that's the best part. That thing that stops you from picking up the phone or going out and door knocking, stops everybody else and so really it's about being grateful for all those obstacles because mm. otherwise everyone would sell a crap out of real estate
1: mm-hmm. yeah, nobody it does easy. it right if it was yeah, if easy if it was nobody easy. everybody so would do it. just right.
2: notice like whatever stops you stops everybody else and that's good and honor that and then take action so yeah uh low cost i mean do it's whatever action you're going to take just take it at a massive scale mm. so if you like hosting parties host a ton of them. So my wife Lindsay over here, she's our business manager, and so we used to, when we first got married, we would have we had a condo with a rooftop deck, and we would have parties every week, invite a lot of people over, they would invite their friends, and we'd have parties on the roof deck, and like get everyone's contact information, low cost, you know, very low cost, and like, you know, everyone's, so everyone's gonna buy a home every three years, four years, and so you just gotta, it's a contact sport, relationship game, and then stay in touch for free
0: for free our favorite price okay can everybody hear me if I yell yeah okay great that's awesome all right a lot of times when we talk about prospecting people think of prospecting buyers but as we all know to list is to exist how do you talk to sellers differently than buyers when you're prospecting
1: everything is value it, you know it's like I, I tell my kids when they as they're growing up and they're playing different sports, why do your baseball friends don't hang out with you? Now, why do you hang out with your football friends? Because you have something in common. They have something of value for you, and you have something of value to you. So the question is, as a seller, when you you have to look at it, you have to look at your talents, and you look at it from a seller's point of view, what does a seller want? He wants something completely different. He wants somebody that's going to be able to sell the property as fast as pop- possible and get them the most money possible. So then you have to, you have to t- uh, taper your, uh, your presentation that way. Now, when I was first starting out, um, i didn't have a lot of production numbers and all that jazz so i had to you know i had to tell them hey look i've got you know i had to talk about effort and i, I made it a point to know if you're just starting out do this make it a point to know all the different programs make it a point to know where you know you so can what? Take, so, so, go ahead no, no, no. You, you said how to tailor
2: your presentation to sellers is that yeah. from you? so and about value and, and and so the the number one value that we can bring especially to sellers is being hyper local being hyper local. I mean, would you ever hire like nobody in your neighborhood would hire me to sell their home? I don't live out there. I don't know anything about homes out there. And I would hope vice versa too. So um, <laughs> don't count on it. <laughs> yeah. So the number the number one value add is being hyper local. So know the schools, know the neighborhood, know the know mm-hmm. the restaurants, know the people. Right. So just that's that's the competitive advantage over anything that's coming down the pipe with competition. So that'd be number one. Uh, and number two is who you're being, who you are. If you have to defend your value off the bat, you've kind of lost 90% of the time. So it's almost like who you're being is so strong, so powerful, so the clear choice, that you, especially with sellers, you don't have to defend your value. It shows up in how you talk, how you know the market, who you are, does that make sense? Yeah, thank you. Uh, One more thing. Yeah, go ahead. So I remember. Yes. In regards to value, like any win that you have. So everyone here um, has at least one win that they can talk intelligently about. I remember there was one of my first listings I got that sold. It was they were trying to sell their home by owner, for sale by owner. I took the listing. I got it sold within like five days. They had been on the market for a while, trying on their own for a while. I told everybody about that. Like everybody I talked to was, I took this home, I sold it, you know, for this price, and just talked about that value. So whatever win you have, what's that one thing that you've done that you've helped a certain client, you can just talk about that.
0: Awesome. Thank you guys. How do you track your conversion rates and what sort of conversion rates do you use to track success? So in other words, how do you track what's working for you and what's not working for you? So I
2: track every every day I track how many people I talk to. Right, so number of people I talk to, how many uh, appointments I go on, how many listings I get per day, per week, per month, per year. So number of contacts, appointments, and you know sit- homes that I've sold. Those are the tracking. Is that in a CRM? Yeah, it's in a CRM. Which yeah. One do you use? I use Top Producer. It does. I mean, the one that you use is the one that matters. Like, yeah. if you use it, that's it. Pencil and paper, that works. Whatever you use is the one that works.
1: Absolutely. So I, I had a. Off of that too. I add a few other things on so um, I and I, I just use a Google spreadsheet for that portion. Although I, I do have a, um, a uh, CRM, but the I also add on um, is how many referrals have you asked for because Part of uh, the mistakes that we do is we're we're so narrow-minded narrow vision that when we're talking to this person, we don't realize they got three people behind them, four people behind them, and if we don't ask, we don't get. If we ask, we get, and you know, there's appropriate times to ask. So I have on there, and it's more probably just as a reminder for my uh, my people is, um, is, in the numbers, is how many, you know, it's number of referrals, so they know at the end of the day, oh, man, I forgot to ask for... So you got to get in a habit of just where it becomes natural. and It's not natural for us to ask. You know, it's just natural for us to be focused in on, the, on, on what we're talking to and getting, putting a deal together, get together and moving on. So it's just a, a trick that I've learned over the years. I always have that in front of my people to remind them. So if they're talking to, they talk to 30 people that day, they should say, that number should be the same. And if it's not the same, then they they need to improve. They need to get better.
0: Anything to ask guys? All right, in a world where our consumers have almost all the information at their fingertips, but they think that they know it all, how do you articulate your value proposition during prospecting? (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> Not before, so. stumper.
0: what's up <laughs> the stumper.
1: no I, I, I'm good I'm just yeah, so you know. so again it's
2: how you carry yourself it's how, how do you dress how do you show up do you respect the client how do you talk right e- everything in your activity um, is 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 your value um, you know you, you you pay peanuts you get monkeys right you can say that to any client about about uh, defending your value um, but yeah practicing and 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 just being good at your trade and really knowing i mean how many how many agents go to brokers opens every week previewing homes so i mean if you can if you can just go see every week as many homes as possible and you're in and out of all these homes then when you're meeting with a buyer or seller oh yeah i've been in that home and here's what i know here's what i like i mean <laughs> your value it goes up exponentially so really knowing the product really knowing the inventory is what i would say is how you defend your value
1: so, I would add, uh, I would discuss my track record, um, the volume that, that I do, um, the, what I do in the area. If I'm, you know, a lot of the areas, especially on the south side, I'm ranked number one. So, I can bring that yep, ranking right. in. <laughs> yeah, baby. So, and, uh, you know, then I just talk about, you know, the process and uh, what I can bring to the table. We, I have three full time admins. So they, you know, they they take everything off my plate, so I can focus more on selling. And Then I talk about my team and talk about, um, you know, the the structure, what we're going to do for them with the open houses, professional professional pictures, drone videos, yada yada. yada. You know, everything that I can throw out at them that uh, that brings value, that so that they understand this is why I'm able to sell the volume that I do, and I'm able to sell, I'm going to sell your home very quickly at the dollar amount that you want. And that, at the end of the day, that's what that's what they care about. Sell my house when I want it sold and sell it for what I want it for. And so I have to tailor everything around that. It's, it's, not, it's not rocket science, it's real estate.
0: <laughs> Thank you guys so much. So that's all the questions I have, but I'd love to open it up to the room. I know that this is a hot topic. You've got two excellent speakers here. So does anybody have any questions for our panelists? Go ahead, Julia. Um, you said you have a great coach. Where do you look to find a actual, legitimate, reliable coach, for real estate?
1: So, um, I would say, I'm, I, well, I, I went through uh, my company. I don't think I'm allowed much mention my company, but uh, I went through my company to, through their their coaching. Oh, the system. question
2: was, how do you find a coach?
1: So, okay. yeah, and so um, the you can either go through maybe if your company has a coaching system, or else th- a third party. Ask, start asking around. To agents that have a coach and ask them what the coach does for them and how much their business has changed as a result of the coach. But I think third party is always the best way. And one. it
2: also depends on what production you want to do. If you want to do five million or ten million, you might need a different coach than if you want to do fifty or a hundred because it's different activities. Do you have a coach? Do I have coach? Yeah. So I use. I was with. Uh, Frank's company too, Keller Williams, and so we had coached through there. Oh, that's well, what's now? oh no, am I right?
1: I'm just kidding. Man. You guys are
2: fine. <laughs> I'm just <laughs> joking. <laughs> so, but it, it's whatever activities you're actually going to
1: do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Great point.
2: Go ahead, Jordan. Thank um, you. So I think a lot of us are noticing that we're kind of running more into a shifting market. Mm-hmm. Uh, where are you guys identifying as the, the most lucrative? Channel of potential prospects. Oh man, so he asked about uh, shifting market, what's most lucrative there. See, the best thing about a shifting market is that's when all of the agents that don't produce go away. I mean, this is like the biggest opportunity. We've been praying for this market for like <laughs> eight, eight years. 10 years. Yeah. So I started in 2007, 2008. Remember what happened in 2008? Yeah. I mean, the world was on fire. It's the best. Like, everyone's scared, everyone's not working, everyone retreats. That's the that's so the, the shift because this is just a relationship business. I mean, how, you know, people see other people's signs, real estate signs. and They don't call them. They call their relationships. So this is the time to just build as many relationships with as many people as you can, clients wise. So this is the best opportunity
1: to, about the, the shift. And, uh, off of that, um, this is uh, one re- This is a reason why you track your numbers and you run your business like a business. You don't run it like a real estate agent. So. I'm encouraging everybody today. Start tracking your numbers and start seeing. You, and, and you should be diversifying. You uh, you shouldn't just hey I'm the open house guy. You, you have to diversify in this business because this business is constantly shifting. This market is is this. I've been in the business for 36 years. I've gone through four power shifts. I've seen it all. Even when it's not power shifting, it's shifting. Um, the you know values are. Uh, example is when the market changed. The north side, of the the banks were a lot uh, more aggressive with values, and then when the values outrun the medium income in the area, you're gonna have less buyers for that, for for those properties. So you're gonna have to adjust the price to move it at a at a faster pace. So there's things like that. There's markets are always ch- are always changing. This business is always changing. It's a living, breathing. Entity, so you need to run this like a business. If, if you do anything today, I don't know if this is probably the fifth time I said if you do anything today. So, uh, number five, number five, uh, start running your your real estate activity like a business and you do you so you think like a business person, you you start writing your numbers down, you start tracking. So, oh, in real- relation, oh
2: it, not tracking numbers, so the when you notice you don't want to track your numbers, that's when you're not doing anything. Usually, so for the end of the day, you would write zero, zero, zero. But that's awesome. Like the truth will. What's the saying? The truth will set you free, set you free, baby. That's it. And so that's it. So it's it's being honest with yourself. I did zero today. Okay, good. Tomorrow will be better. I did one. I just infinitely better. I did two. <laughs> Talked to two people, right? So sorry. No, Tracking no, your numbers good, through dude. the shift, through, that's the single uh, thing I would say. And awesome. just be honest with yourself about what you really do on a daily basis. Mm. Uh-huh, thank good you. Stuff,
0: man. I think we had a question over here.
2: Yes, hi. Um, I just wanna know, how do
0: you prospect for investors? Like, I mean, other than uh, listing multi-unit property,
1: at the same time, because I'm, I'm prospecting for investors. I have some investors, but I like to get them. Mm-hmm. So how do you prospect for investors yeah. is the question. Right. So the easiest way is to where, find out where investors, I, I like to keep things simple. Where do investors go? Uh, there's a lot of investor groups in uh, the Chicago land area. So you just go on Google, type in Chicago or Chicago Chicagoland, um, Real estate meetups, and then you start joining those groups and you start going to those meetings and you talk to the investors And you you come with some value um, You know the biggest value out there for investors is off-market properties So if you have access to that you're going to be their friend To <laughs> answer your question. Yes, thank Did you. I do a good job? Yes, you did. Do you like me? <laughs> <laughs> thank you very you. much
0: All right do we have any other questions? I so. thought all the way in the back. Yeah.
2: How do you get How do you get past clients to tell potential clients to hire you to
0: prospect for you, basically? The,
2: yeah. Pro, yeah. Okay. Mm. Awesome. Um, so the first thing is, so it's a relationship, right? So how do you build a relationship with those people? First, reach out. Call them. So how many people have accountants here? Have accountants? Okay. How often do you get a call from them asking how you're doing? Does your doctor ever call you and say, Hey, how are you doing? How's your health? Here's what's going on in healthcare industry. So you get your past clients to be your biggest advocates by reaching out, by showing the initiative that yeah, there's rejection. Yeah, it's not, you know, it's not for everybody, but you do it and that you build advocates that way because who you talk to is how you build a relationship. How often, you know, do you talk to your parents? Hopefully a lot, I assume. But those is the you, know, you have a good relationship. You build
1: relationships by, by talking to people. So that's that's what I would say. I would add on remind, you know, if it's been a while, remind them of the uh, what you provided for him, remind him of the value or even just remind. hey I got this new program out you know it's a new down, down payment program. It's hundred percent you know do you know of anybody you know you so you're whatever you call you reach out to your uh, your ex-client Say, hey uh, you kind of remember me you remember my remember me I'm the guy that helped you saved your life and then you're like hey by the way this is my value is there any is, is there anybody I can help Today is. that you know of anybody that I can help that can use this? And you, you. It's all about value, and then reminding them. And you can do it at, at appropriate times.
0: We've got time for two more questions. I see a hand right there. How can
1: we upgrade our listing presentation?
2: With itself. How to upgrade your listing presentation? Um. So I think most companies that most brokerages have a listing booklet or whatever, so that's...
0: uh, Yeah, we'll steer clear of like uh, brokerage-specific questions, if you guys don't mind. Maybe what you add for your own personal value in a listing presentation?
2: Yeah. Um, Increase the number of presentations you go on. (laughs) That's what I'd say.
1: Back to uh, uh, cold calling and knocking on doors. Do people do that? (laughs) <laughs> we do it, and we're successful at it, so it does work. It does work. Yeah. And a special shout-out to my boy over here, Frank Williams. How, how long have you been in the business, brother? Longer than you. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah. Legend, icon, ladies and gentlemen. But seriously, you know, we're telling folks who come into the business today that's yeah. what we used to do. And somehow they look at us like we're stuck on stupid. That's true. yeah. Well,
2: remember, 80, 87% failure rate. Yeah. So if you do what the conventional wisdom is, that's what's going to happen.
0: I have one last question right there. Yep. Uh, regarding expired
2: listings, um, when you're finally actually able to get through to you actually have you a know, phone listed, potentially a landline, any of too. Um, uh, how do you compete with probably the dozen or more people that are calling around the same time throughout the day with that same group? So yeah, you pro- asked about expired listings. I mean, there's probably 30, 40, 50 people calling expired listings at any one time. So I would say, are you calling your database? Are you calling everybody else you know? Have you called everybody in your cell phone and gotten them on board? How are you doing with your database? And then figure out, how do I reach people that don't know me?
1: No. Okay, so um, show up at their door, knock on their door, and say, hey, I'm here, I'd love to take a look at your house. I'm, I'm bird-dogging for a um, for a buyer. I'd like to see if I've got a buyer that, that fits your your home. And then, um, a lot of sellers don't want to, um, th- th- they don't want to give up the, the freedom of being able to sell it on their own. So, what we do is we we have a special clause for that. For those for those people, so I mean we we we've, we've never had a problem. The people that turn me out to this have never had a problem where they they've lost the listing because of that. So I don't know if you do anything like that or no. I think yeah, I'm kind of weird like that.
2: <laughs> you
1: you get you we get a two hundred dollar uh, processing fee. Okay.
0: All right, that is all the time we have for today. Thank you guys so much.